the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. If you're having a difficult day or need some support, log on to your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Inspired. Sharing your journey. And welcome back. This is Michael Goldsmith and Father Randall Kazel at St. Michael's Church in Pine Island, Minnesota. We are glad to be with you this morning and we're gonna go into about a life-changing experience that will they'll never forget and we're gonna have Eliza Attendorf and Catherine uh, Evans share how they were recently called to the love of their neighbors in a deeper way and to see Christ in the faces of the homeless during this inspired segment Yes, welcome, Eliza and Catherine. Good to have you here this morning. And we just got back a few weeks ago from an awesome mission trip in Chicago. We worked with the Missionaries of Charity Sisters. We had a uh, Bible school we were part of, and we also worked in the soup kitchen. And maybe, uh, Eliza, you could start first. Uh, what would you tell us about the trip? What, what did you enjoy, and, and what kind of things do you recall? Um, it was a very good experience. Um, uh, what I enjoyed the most was um, helping with uh, Vacation Bible School with the little kids and playing with them at the park and in the swimming pool and going to the zoo with them. Very good, Eliza. And do you remember how, how did the children react when you were there and the, the work that you put into being present with them? Um, I just had fun with them and played it on the playground and played like duck duck gray duck and stuff like that and <laughs> i love that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were full of energy i remember that yeah very good eliza and Catherine, what about you what do you recall from the week um my favorite part was probably when we served at the soup kitchen like mm. just seeing how grateful all of the homeless were and how thankful 
they were to have us there to be serving them and all of them were super super nice which I, w I didn't know what to expect going into it so that was just really cool oh very good very good you know I know um, uh, I think some of your siblings went on mission trips in the past and I'm wondering what what kind of uh, details or what led you to finally make the decision I'm gonna do this this summer I'm gonna go on the mission trip uh, what led you to be committed to go and be a part of it um, my siblings had gone on previous mission trips with um, the church as well and they all just said how good of an experience it was and um, really just encouraged me to go yeah mine was mostly the same thing like they just said how much they enjoyed it and how much like it really helped them realize how good we have it and mm -hmm. just to really understand the life of like the homeless and stuff like that yeah did you guys feel kind of called to it yourselves too or or was it just because they had talked to you about it and then you kind of started to get in i mean is that kind of yeah, I wanted to go see what it was like in um, inner Chicago and to go reach out and help people that I normally wouldn't be able to help. Mm -hmm. So uh, with the other experience of it, uh, you know, uh, what what did you kind of enjoy other than uh, like seeing that? But did you have other things that, that you saw that were uh, helpful to your own both prayer life or, or your your Christian life? that you saw other than than what you had talked about um yeah just seeing how faithful and prayerful the sisters were and working with them and how full of joy they were it really just inspired me to be kind to everybody and um yeah that's that's awesome that was very good and we had a unique experience on the the wednesday evening we were in chicago where we went around to those who were living on the streets and can you share a little bit of your impressions of that what was that like to hand uh, the bags of food to the the poor who were just right there well right away it was kind of intimidating just because we didn't know really what to expect it was just but the sisters were so like they were all so grateful for the sisters. It was really cool to see how happy they were to see them and to say a prayer with them. Most of them wanted to say a prayer. And I think we prayed with all of them, or for the most part. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. They were all, most of them were religious or interested about the faith or, mm -hmm. like, wanted to learn about it a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Eliza? Um, yeah, they just were very grateful and... The sisters just would, it was just cool how they just go right up to them and give hand them the bag and we would be with them and just like they were just so grateful to the sisters like mm -hmm. Catherine said. So were you guys in the, uh, where the sisters stayed, is that where you guys were? So you got to be kind of connected to them in that, in that manner? Uh, yes, we were in the same like building but a different section. Right, but so you were working with them throughout the whole week then? Yes. And what was the name of the the place you were at, Father? We were with the Missionaries of Charity Sisters, Mister and we okay. we stayed in a, a aspect of their convent uh, that they have for guests, and we had mass with them each morning at seven awesome. o'clock, and they very generous to allow us to share in their their service of charity, especially with those who uh, they have a soup kitchen, and mm -hmm. then they have the the reaching out to the children in the neighborhood to do a Bible school. It's a it's a great experience, uh, and for our listeners, though, what we just conversed about and going to the homeless, and that we literally got in our vehicles and we had 
bags of prepared food that we would go to meet them where they're at living on the street. And the sisters would be a part of that. We prayed. And it was really a powerful experience every time we go uh, to Chicago and, and do that with the youth. So you guys go there quite a bit then? Well, we generally go each year. You do? Yeah, okay. we like to go each year. Yeah, so you have that have set up. I know that's great mm-hmm. with different parishes, and they have that connection, and, they, and they're able to do that. And it, it really builds a, a relationship and a connection, doesn't it? It, it sure does. So yeah. were, were your siblings, they, they went to the same place then, Catherine? Yeah, both of mine did. Okay. I know other years other people had gone like St. Louis, but both mine were there. Were there. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Elena? Um. Two of my older brothers went to Chicago, they and did. my older sister went to St. Louis. To St. Louis, so you had a couple different things and in, in, uh, experiences to draw off of then. Yes. So you're, you kind of knew a little bit what's going to go on, but then, then to have that experience. Uh, was so, yeah, we're talking with Eliza and Catherine, who just went on a mission trip with Father Randall Kazel uh, to Chicago with the Sisters of the Ministry of Charity. And uh, we're talking here on Michael Goldsmith, and uh, we're just getting their 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 inspired story that they that they they went on this trip together so um what's the most powerful thing that sticks out to you about this journey um mine would probably be just how grateful you should be for what you have and even if you have very little there's still good things in your life and like all the homeless were very grateful and it's just like was kind of changing to see how grateful they could be with so little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really um, like took away from uh, the just um, how like excited and playful the little kids were, and just spending time with them, and how full of joy they were, even though they probably didn't have that much to come from, but they were still just so full of energy and happy, and just. Could I ask on that, Father? Because you were you were doing so. Was there like a daycare center and stuff there, or what? what how were you playing with the children? I mean, um, in the morning they had a vacation Bible school that we would help out with. Right so, at, from the sisters there. Yeah. Okay. The sisters held a vacation Bible school, and we went to the park and the swimming pool with them, and to the zoo with them. Okay. So is that something they do? This was just happened to coincide with what you guys were doing then. Yeah, they do it. Uh, for like two weeks in the summer. Okay, awesome, Father. Yeah, very good. And what, so when you're able to get back in the school, it's a probably don't want to think about that yet. <laughs> School's gonna be starting <laughs> here in a few weeks. But needless to say, what about your friends? And they may be asking you already. What What was it like to go on the mission trip? Uh, what will you share with them? What kind of things uh, can you tell them uh, that you will remember? Um, I would remember how, like, it was changing to see, like, tell them how, if they get the opportunity to go and possibly stay with the MC, with the sisters, to do it because of all the time you spent, like, helping the homeless or helping the kids. It was just really, really good to do and, like, fun also. Yeah, I would just tell them to be really, like, grateful for what everything we have because there's a lot of people that are a lot worse off than we are and that if they have the chance to go help people in need as well. Yeah, very good. And, you know, we we did more things. We did quite a number of things uh, that were along with helping the poor, but we saw f- some other things. What would be maybe one or two highlights of other things we did because we had opportunities to, to see and visit other places? Can you share any other highlight that you had of our uh, trip down to Chicago? Um, I really enjoyed the Chicago pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, did, we did have a time going for pizza. That was have good. you been to New York? 
No. No, so you don't know. You can't compare it then for everybody then. But Chicago was awesome, huh? Yeah. It was, yes. really was it the deep dish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's great. I, I I can see the joy on their faces, Father. I mean, my daughter just went down to uh, uh, Kansas and helped this year for on her mission trip. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful experience to go and help others. Uh, I mean, I can just see that you guys came back changed and, you know, do you, do you feel that in your heart? Do you feel that, that that's going to motivate you throughout, you know, coming up? Uh, you know, and I don't know. Are you guys confirmed or? Yes. Yeah, you are. are. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but, so now kind of bringing that back into your, your spiritual life and your prayer life, how does that seem like it's helped you to change in that in that manner? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just, well, we, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah. But, like, it really was changing just to see all the people and how, just, again, how grateful they were. And it just was changing to know how happy they can be with what just what you have. Just Do you, yeah. I don't, do you talk to them about what my, we talked about it earlier about Mother Teresa and just seeing Christ in front of you. But did you kind of see that and feel that in you when you were talking to people and how, how Christ is present right there together yeah. with you? Did, you? did you get that sense and feeling? Yeah. It was that really tied you to your spiritual life then. Mm-hmm. Great. How about you, Alyssa? Um, yeah, just like helping others, and you just really felt that you were doing good, and it just brought joy to your life, and mm-hmm. you just realized how much helping others can really impact you. So you would certainly encourage other kids to go on a mission trip then yeah, and have sure. a discussion about it. And what what would you say to somebody that doesn't have a sibling? Maybe they're listening to us and, you know, how would, how your siblings told you th- about the experience and how would you how would you express that to somebody maybe who is listening that maybe is thinking about it? Um, I would highly recommend going. It was very rewarding and just to be able to help everyone that and see just even seeing all the different things how different Chicago is from our small town and just the rural community mm-hmm. and like we don't have really a lot of homeless around here that we see so it was just changing to really notice that yep. yeah I would encourage anybody who is considering going on a mission trip to go because you're just helping others and um, doing good in the world and it just it really impacts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're talking with Eliza Altendorf and Catherine Evans from Goodhue, Minnesota, here on Real Presence Radio. And during the during the time we were there, uh, Eliza and Catherine, we were able to spend considerable amount of time with the sisters and how they live their life. Uh, is there anything that uh, sticks out to you? What you saw in their own life patterns each day? And uh, was this your first experience with religious life, at least being this close to sisters? Yeah, it was for me. It was just like really changing to see how like what they live really simple lives. They don't need a lot and mm. that was just really like you don't see that a lot. Like it was really cool to see that and see how happy they were just to be doing good. Yeah. Yeah, it was just um cool to see how much they were just totally um they totally um were just loving everyone around them and they you could just see Jesus on their face it mm-hmm. was just it was really cool 
I see the radiance in your guys' face when you talk about it. So I think that that came came back to you on that. So yeah, one of the, yeah. one of the last one of the things I like to ask the sisters, you know, sister, remember to pray for me because <laughs> they do. They, they certainly they, do. They go in there. They are really prayer warriors. They pray in the morning. They pray through the day. They yeah. pray at evening. They pray at night. And then they, we, it, it sort of goes into us while we're there. We get into into their pattern of of trying to pray always uh, and pray even as they're working. It's a it's an amazing. Uh, yeah. you, you just basically get caught in their daily habit and their daily life. Yeah. It's beautiful that way. Well, thank you guys for Alyssa and Catherine for being with us this morning and sharing your your. Uh, mission trip and what what happened and how you were inspired uh, to do this this morning and up next we're ready to hit the road for the 10 minute tour and later in the show we'll look forward to introducing a new segment to our show stay tuned for that and you are tuned into real presence live this is michael goldsmith and i am with father randall Kazel here at saint michael's church in great beautiful downtown pine island minnesota thanks girls again yeah thank you thank you thank you girls yeah. god bless you live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the real presence radio network Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor. And each week, we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. Attend a Catholic United Financial Workshop with Brian Zitzman, your local Catholic United rep on end-of-life issues from a Catholic perspective. Our speakers will discuss Catholic Church teachings on health care directives, protecting human dignity, and end-of-life financial issues. The free workshops will be at 7 p.m. on August 20th at St. Clara Parish in Clara City, August 28th at St. Joseph Parish in Montevideo, and September 4th at St. Andrew Parish in Granite Falls. Text WORKSHOP to 1-800-568-6670 to save your seat. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Michael Goldsmith. I'm with Father Randall Kazel at St. Michael's Church in Pine Island, Minnesota on location. And it's just a beautiful day to be with you this morning and to be 
talking about Christ. And we are ready for our 10-minute tour, and here we go. We are going to talk to Deb Savage from the University of St. Thomas. Deb, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi, doctor. How are you? I am good. Good. You You want to tell us what's going on with your event? Yes. uh, I direct the Siena Symposium for Women, Family, and Culture at the University of St. Thomas. It's a program within the Center for Catholic Studies. And every year we have an event on the uh, obesity assumption or around it. And this year we're doing a day on uh, the gift of masculinity in the home, the world, and the church. And our keynote speaker will be Bishop Andrew Cousins, and then we'll have Dale Awkward speaking about Chesterton on men and fathers, uh, and Father Moriarty from St. Agnes Catholic Church speaking on the gift of masculinity in the priesthood, and then Vincenzo Randazzo speaking on the pursuit of heroic virtue as a millennial man. And I'll give a talk to on the genius of man. There is such a thing as a masculine genius. So we'll get all that clear. And we're really hoping both men and women will come and uh, find a way to reflect on the gift that men are to all of us. Yeah, so it's open to both uh, men and women. Yep. Yes, sir. And so it's on August 17th. And it's on the, the University of St. Thomas campus at St. Paul at the Bailey Hall, which is on the corner of Summit and Cleveland. We start at 9 with Bishop Cousins, and then we will be done by 3. And lunch and uh, refreshments throughout the day are provided, and the cost is $25. People can register by going to the Siena Symposium website, the Google Siena, and it will come up, and they can... Uh, click on the registration page right there. All right. Well, thank you, Doctor. I hope uh, you get a good attendance. Yep. We do too. God bless you, Dr. Savage. Next up is the Fall Supper at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Hague, North Dakota. St. Mary's Catholic Church in Hague will be holding their annual Fall Supper on Sunday, September 8th, starting at 5 p.m. in the church basement. The menu includes Swiss steak, mashed potatoes, hamburger, rice, homemade pie, and all the trimmings. And bingo starts at 6.30 p.m. in the KC Hall. Raffle tickets will be available for purchase. Again, that's St. Mary's Catholic Church in Hague, North Dakota, September 8th, Sunday, starting at 5 p.m. in the church basement. It sounds like some good food there. Yeah, I, I always love church events, don't you? Yeah, I do. Well, we got some coming up around here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you guys have great stuff that goes on here, Father. That's right. Yes. Right. Now we are going to. Uh, that's going to be on September eighth in Hague, North Dakota. So that's at St. Mary's Catholic Church. So please uh, go there if you can and support the KCs in the KC Hall. So raffle tickets will be available. Next, we're going to go on to the second annual men's golf and faith retreat. The second, this is on set for Friday, September 6th through Sunday the 8th at Cragen's Resort in Brainerd. What a beautiful place that is. That'll be a nice uh, setting for that. And join us and other Catholic men who'd like to golf for a weekend of faith, fraternity, and fun. This year's theme is the Mass, Heaven on Earth. There will be times for prayer 
daily Mass, and four conferences given by Father Nicholas Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth, an avid golfer and a, a very uh, knowledgeable man. So that would be hmm. great. It's just $330 for lodging, two rounds of golf, cart, breakfast, and an evening dinner on Saturday. That's pretty good. That sounds like so fun. So s- space is limited, so contact Father Rick at and register at 218 6665334 Next up we have the Bismarck Infertility Support Group Bismarck North Dakota spin-off of Hannah's Hope uh, Holy Mass was first offered in 2017 the Bismarck Diocese has begun a spiritual support group for those facing the struggles of infertility join them every first Thursday of the month from 7 to 8 p.m. either on location in Bismarck or via go to meeting online video conferencing uh, for more information, contact Christy Collins at 864-354-5046. Again, contact Christy Collins, 864-354-5046. And that is the Bismarck Infertility Support Group meeting every first Thursday of the month from 7 to 8 p.m. on location in Bismarck, or you can have the go-to meeting online video conferencing. And with, again, that contact is Christy Collins. Her number again, one more time, 864-354-5046. And next we're going to go to a gathering that's at the Church of St. Pius X in Rochester the weekend of September 6th through the 8th for a Catholic Charismatic Renewal Retreat with Father Eduardo Gomez. Again, that's at the Church of St. Pius X in Rochester, Minnesota, and that's September 6th through the 8th. And the event includes lunch and dinner on Saturday, as well as lunch on Sunday. And the registration fee is just $40, so no charge for religious or clergy who would like to attend. There will also be childcare available at no extra cost. And this retreat is sponsored by the Lumen Christi Prayer Group here in Rochester. And they are asking you to come and uh, get, get a hold of them. You can go on St. Pius's, uh, uh, the 10th Church uh, website to look at that and register for that on September 6th through the 8th. And our next activity is our, at Our Lady of the Lakes Magnificat event. It's in Walker, Minnesota. And do we have Mary on? Hello, Mary. Good morning. Hello. Hi, Mary. And yes, can you tell us about the event coming up? I'd be happy to. Our Lady of the Lakes Magnificat is a ministry to Catholic women that we're inviting both men and women to attend a dinner on Friday evening, August 16th at 6 o'clock at St. Agnes Parish in Walker, Minnesota. Mm. And St. Agnes is located at 210 Division Street in Walker. And our guest is Father Greg Passel, who is a priest from Sox Center, Minnesota. And he will share his journey of being a nominal Catholic to becoming a Catholic priest. And some of you may have seen Father Greg on EWTN's popular program the journey home oh very good and yeah i know father Pathel. he'll he'll do a great job i know him oh great thank you um besides being a gifted speaker father greg has a beautiful singing voice which he'll share with us too 
and he, and Sock Center Father is very active with the Unbound Ministry. Okay. And it sounds and, like he'll also speak about Divine Mercy on one of his talks. Yeah. Yes, after um, he shares his faith journey at dinner on Friday, he'll be speaking after breakfast at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning. And he's written a beautiful consecration prayer through the Divine Mercy, which he will share. And after his talk on Saturday, Father is willing to pray for anyone who will be seeking healing. Very and, good, Mary. Oh. That, that'll that be a great <clears throat> blessing. If for any questions, we contact Lori Henning at 218-507-0953. Thank you for being on the phone with us, or on the radio with us, Mary. And that wraps up our 10-minute tour. We've, uh, we feature this every day on Real Presence Live. If you have any events, please contact Real Presence. Uh, you can contact Brandon at 877-795-0122. Well, coming up next, Father, we'll dive into the mystery of encountering Christ's real presence and later Monsignor Tim McGee on the gift of his priestly ministry. Father Randall Kazel is here with me, Michael Goldsmith. We're at St. Michael's Catholic Church in beautiful Pine Island, Minnesota, and he has graciously opened up his parish for this yep. location great spot. Great to have you so here. He's uh, just a wonderful host and a, and a great person all around. So you're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back with our new segment right after the message. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Built Upon a Rock Fest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rock Fest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rock Fest on September 14th. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from Mystic Monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, This is Michael Goldsmith. I'm with Father Randall Kazel. And here we have a new and special segment we'd like to introduce calling Encounter Christ's Real Presence. And what is this all about? Well, the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist is at the heart of who we are as Real Presence Radio. And now each week we want to spend some time talking about, as the name suggests, Encountering Jesus' Real Presence. We'll feature segments that offer teaching and catechesis on topics like the Mass and Eucharistic Adoration, Plus, share some stories of how people's lives have been transformed as they encounter Jesus when receiving him in the Eucharist or when spending time with him in adoration. So this morning we're going to focus on the miraculous and looking at Christ's real presence in the Eucharistic miracles. Here to talk to us is Earl Markley. And Earl, thanks for being with us on the air this morning. You're welcome. Glad to be here. Uh, it's great to have you here. And so, what exactly is a Eucharistic miracle? Well, there's several different kinds of Eucharistic miracles, and one everybody's kind of interested in talking about today is when the host and the blood actually turn to, or the host and the wine actually turn to his body and blood, even though it's not visibly changed uh, through the Eucharistic Mass, it does change into his physical body and blood. That's the one that everybody seems to be interested in right now. Yes, Earl, Father Kiesel here, and and uh, I love I love the miracles, and I love the the teaching and the the reality that our Lord is with us in the Eucharist and the the miracle, of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, and specifically the miracles. I've seen many in Italy and Portugal and other places. Um, sometimes when I share these miracles with others, it seems like a stretch to them. It's like, really, Father, is that really? Did you see that? When you encounter that, Earl, what? How do you respond? What do you say to folks when they think it seems like a stretch to them? Uh, I I talk to a lot of teenagers, but uh, in the exhibit when I'm there, when we do a presentation, I try to get people to think about, is this really possible for this to happen? And if you take people back to, uh, if you believe in God, and that he created the whole universe, Mm -hmm. and then when Jesus came to earth, he actually raised people from the dead. You get people thinking on that line, actually turning the host into his body and blood is really not that... Uh, or not such an awesome event. I mean, to us it is, but compared to making the universe, it's really not that big a deal. But um, so it's, it is very possible if you can get them thinking about is this is possible. Then from there on, you can take them into showing them that it's not only possible, but it's what he wanted. That's what he's doing. Mm. Yeah, it, it's that idea that all things are possible with God. And that, that's uh, <clears throat> said it very well that. When we look at the Eucharist, uh, this is not only possible with God, He actually does it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, See, and, John, and John, he very specifically, clearly states that, too. Yes, yes exactly. exactly yeah. Yeah. Can, Earl, can this, can this be scientifically proven? I mean, you know, you have you have people that are just so tied in, and they, and they think, well, the Church really doesn't, you know, have any connection to science, and and really, the church throughout history has always been tied to science, and had great philosophers and scientists that have, you know. So, can can this be proven in our day and age? 
Yeah, yeah, you know, science, I just love science because every time they test something to do with miracles or whatever, it ends up proving that to be a fact. And science has done that with Eucharistic miracles now, especially the the one everybody's talking about is the one in Argentina, mm-hmm. where they did, mm-hmm. they actually, back in the old days, you know, maybe they got a blood type, where they could tell it was human blood, but in nowadays... They can get DNA, and we've gone to colleges with the exhibit, and well, we, one of them's a med school, and, and they come and they got all kinds of questions about this just isn't possible for this to happen. And we talk about it and uh, help them get to where they need to be to, to find out this is really happening. And mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty exciting to do that. We love going to the colleges. It's just awesome. And it can it can be proven, and, and it, the DNA has really made a big difference once we got DNA testing done. And, yes, uh, right. The and one the Bill, miracle you, in Argentina has really really proven that out. Can you share with us a few examples and some details about the Eucharistic miracles that uh, of what you're aware? Sure. Um, <clears throat> there's all kinds of them out there. You know, some of them are hopes dripping blood. And, uh, one of my favorite ones is the one I'm into. Uh, there's been all kinds of miracles, but um, the one the ones that everybody's interested right now is the one in Argentina where they have the DNA and the blood type. You tell that flesh actually came from a human heart, come from the heart part mm-hmm. of the heart that pumps the blood. There's white blood cells in it, and what well, was really really exciting, uh, especially at the med students, is that they found uh, the markers for the mother, but they can't find any markers for the father. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then they went to La Siena, which up until this time was La Siena was the one everybody really talked about. And that uh, was in Italy? To, that was in Italy 1,250 years ago. And they determined that it had the same properties as the one in Argentina, and they were able to determine this from the same man. Yes, yep. and it's living, living flesh. Yeah, it's not dead. It's not. It's not decaying. It's actual living flesh when it when it has changed. Yep, it's beautiful. Well, we're exactly. talking with Earl Mark Markley. Uh, this is Michael Goldsmith <coughs> with Father Randall Kazel in St. Michael's uh, Church in Pine Island, Minnesota. We're talking in the new segment Eucharistic uh, miracles. We're talking about in our new segment here called. Uh, Eucharistic uh, encountering Christ's real presence. I'm sorry I had Eucharist in my mind there. <laughs> but uh, Earl, w- it, with these miracles, uh, and you travel with them, can you tell us about what you're doing there and how you have the display and that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, <clears throat> there's 160 miracles displayed there. Oh, there's a different one. They were put together by a 15-year-old boy in Italy who now has passed away in the, in the process of being uh, moving towards sainthood. But mm. um, we travel wherever we need to go. We put presentations on, and then people can read the exhibits. And uh, we had all kinds of experiences with this. That uh, I mean, even if, if what really shocked me was that the devil is definitely involved in trying to stop us. We've had yeah. so a lot of problems, but. We've had a lot of things at the exhibit where people are just totally overwhelmed by mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit while they're reading these posters, and 
one of my favorite ones was a priest was he was determined to read all the posters while they had it there, <laughs> which is really hard to do because there's 160 of them. But he got in the middle of the exhibit one night and he started crying like crazy. And he's a priest from India. Mm-hmm. And people run over to help him and say, "What's what's going on? What's Father Father? What's the matter, Father?" And he said, "This miracle happened in my hometown in in India while I was gone, and I didn't even know about it." So wow. he was really touched by that. But we've had a lot of people uh, like that that just all of a sudden something just touches their heart and they just break down. And uh, it's really inspirational for us to to see how the Holy Spirit is working with this exhibit. Absolutely. So many people have told us how they're going to change what they're doing at Mass and change their life, and it's just wonderful. Yeah, and it, it, it's beautiful witness not only in the fruitfulness of this exhibit, but also the reality that the the devil would try to re- resist it or put up some roadblocks in that sense. But uh, but it tells us the need that we continue to get this information to people to deepen faith and love for Jesus in the Eucharist. Because the, the truth is, and I see this as a priest and a pastor, when people fall in love with the Eucharist and they're willing to sacrifice time and their day to be with him or to recognize him or to praise him in the Eucharist, well, the, the devil knows he's, he's losing, he's lost, he's lost. And, then, and, and our Lord knows that he's got them next to it in his heart. It's, the Eucharist is, is at the heart of everything for us. Yeah, and then what's really what really excites us is that we watch the devil get in the way, and then we watch the Lord clear it out of the way. It's just, yeah. it's just fun he is to the watch king. that. Yeah, he's the king. So <laughs> if, if people the devil like, is dumb and Christ is king, <laughs> exactly. So Earl, if people <laughs> would like to see this display uh, or have it brought to the area, where can they find out more information about this Eucharistic exhibit? Well, there's, there's sites on the Internet where you can go to, um, or um, they can email me or phone me uh, on the telephone. We'd be glad to go where, you know, anywhere we can get to. Okay. Well, um, do you know that web address? Yeah. Um, you mean my email address? Do, no, the website you. that they can get that information. Oh. Um, if they type in uh, Eucharistic Miracles... Uh, all kinds of sites will come up. Okay. Very good. And then they can get a hold of you from there. No, no, I'm not on there. I can give you. Oh, my okay. Phone what's your What's your phone number? Yeah, give us that, Earl. Six zero five two one four one six two zero. One six two zero. Yeah. Well, that, that's great, Earl. Thanks so much for sharing the goodness and showing others these Eucharistic miracles. So if you want to get a hold of Earl, it's 605-214-1620, and you can speak to Earl directly, and you can uh, maybe get something lined up to, to bring this display to your area. I know we've had it in Rochester before, so yes. in Minnesota I know it's been in the area, but uh, thanks so much, Earl, for being with us. Coming You're up. Welcome. You won't want to miss Monsignor Tim McGee of the Diocese of Crookston on his gift of the priesthood and remaining an active priest past retirement age. This is Michael Goldsmith. I'm with Father Randall Kazel at St. Michael's Church in uh, Pine Island, Minnesota. So stay tuned to Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The Signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. Built Upon a Rock Fest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rock Fest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rock Fest on September 14th. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Michael Goldsmith of Father Randall Kazel. We are so blessed to be with you this morning. You know, tying back into the Eucharist miracle, I just wanted to point out, because I just saw a, a poll, and I don't, you know, polls can be, you know, however that figures in with your, how far off they are, but mm-hmm. just that almost 60% or more of Catholics uh, in the in the pews do not believe in the real presence in our day and age. Yeah, and or they consider it to be only a symbol correct. rather than the reality. So where, it's a, it's where is the, that thinking the, coming from? Well, you know? it's a weakness of faith, and I would say it's it's a lack of encounter with Jesus. With, so, and we need those things, like oh, yeah, what's going yeah, yeah. on there. And the, the world and and uh, the evil spirits, they want to do anything to distract us from believing in the real presence of Jesus. Because yes. when we believe in the real presence and we come close to him and make time to be with him, uh, we're, we're, we're just going to be even better and better friends with him. Yeah. And that's what it's about, that we want yeah. to spend eternity in a union of love with God, to yeah. see him face to face. Invite somebody to go to adoration with you. Yep. And the Holy Mass. Yeah. And go to daily Mass if yeah. you can. Yes, absolutely. Well... Good, uh, God blesses us in many, with many great priests, and, and Father Randall, you're one of those. And we have uh, happen to have one on the phone with us, and he chooses to serve beyond his retirement age. And, and he's from the Diocese of Crookston, and, and he'll offer a reflection on the beauty of the priesthood and why he has chosen to serve his parish for an extra year. We have Monsignor Tim McGee with us. Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning. Well, it's so great for you to, uh, to be with us this morning and take some time. Uh, thank you for all the service that you've done for the for the church and for Christ. Uh, I, as we begin, can you just kind of tell us a little bit about hearing the Lord's call to be a priest and about yourself a little bit? Well, I'm actually what they would probably have called or do call a second career vocation. Um, I grew up in the church, of course, before the Second Vatican Council, and uh, I think my nudgings to priesthood started back in my early formative years. I was an altar boy at, in second grade, and uh, mm-hmm. I just was, you know, very 
enamored with church and with prayer and mass and uh, um, and, and then and then you go up into uh, the high school years and, and whatever happens to you then and I I guess back then I kind of uh, I I can't say I fell away from the church but I my vocation to the priesthood probably took a sidetrack or something and 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 probably for the in my own way I never thought that I could learn Latin and do the things that you needed to do with Latin and language. That was always a barrier for me. So mm-hmm. I kind of sidetracked that, and I went on, and I became a funeral director. And so I spent mm-hmm. about 12 years uh, in the funeral profession and uh, still being involved with my church. And then I thought myself when I got to the age of 30 that, you know, if I'm going to do this, I better do it because... I still think that going back to school and all of that stuff, and, and I had the love to to do it, to go ahead and do that, but I, I wanted to be able to learn as best I could, and I think that the older I would have gotten, maybe the old kilowatts upstairs wouldn't work right in you know, learning <laughs> and stuff like that. So so I did. I went to the seminary at age 34, and my, my goal was to be ordained a priest by 38 or 39 years old, and, and I did. Mm-hmm. I, I totally totally loved going back to school. I loved the life of the seminary. I loved learning, and um, I just wanted to be a priest. I just wanted to serve as best I could. So I was I was ordained at age 39 by Bishop Victor Balke in the Diocese of Sixton, and I, I, uh, and, um, I in, in all of the 32-plus 30, years that I've been ordained, um, I've only had three assignments, so I've been, I've served long periods of time in every parish that I've been. First one, 13 years, and then I was eight years, and then when the bishop asked me to move to this parish, I've now been here 10 years, and um, I'm 70 years old, and like you mentioned, um, I've reached retirement age, but, you know, I, 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 I feel good, my health is good, I love what I'm doing, I love the work of the Lord in the parish with the people. And, you know, um, retirement will come one day, but, you know, I just feel as long as I can serve and mm-hmm. uh, my health is good, I want to continue. So um, well, it's been very beautiful. Beautiful testimony, Father, and very generous uh, in your service to our Lord and the life of the Church. And, you know, you've chosen to stay and to continue to serve at your parish, Holy Rosary, in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. And have there been any devotions, devotional life, or uh, uh, types of prayer that have, that have you found have been your go-to prayers in your life as a priest, been the foundational part of your service uh, to the faithful in your parishes? Well, I guess... Um you know, of course, our daily office every day is really important to me. And um, and then the life of the parish, you know, having Mass with the people as as much as I can during the week. And uh, um, and I guess in, we have, uh, you know, we brought back so many devotions that we didn't have, you know, the, the adoration. And uh, in the last few years, we've done several... Uh, day-long, like, 24-hour adoration for particular causes and things like prayer for this. Prayer is very powerful, and uh, it, it has caused our people to come to their knees to pray before the Blessed Sacrament, and 
in the middle of the night, I'll go over to church in the middle of the night and sit there for an hour, an hour and a half, and be surprised at the people that come and go during those hours. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of been, I, I've, I've really um, been uh, a supporter of the people that wanted to, wanted to, to go ahead with some of those, those things, yeah. too. So, um, and, and yep. it, 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 those things kind of after Vatican II kind of, you know, cooled off to bit to be, you didn't see many of those, and then and we kind of went back into some of those things, you know, with, right. with, with, the, yeah. with the great this, uh, St. John Paul II, you know, he was such an inspiration to to the Church at that time, and, uh, uh, and you know, we just forged ahead with that, and then this new evangelization that we're doing now is just just uh, tremendous, you know. I mean, yeah. um, we've been doing so much in our diocese, and we've partnered with the Diocese of Fargo in doing some things um, for the new evangelization. People are just kind of on fire with it, I'd say. They so, are. Right? This We're talking with uh, Monsignor Tim McGee. Uh, this is Michael Goldsmith with Father Randall Kazel, and you're listening to uh, Monsignor talk about uh, his getting close to retirement but he's been so called and so blessed to be a priest that he's he's going to continue to do at least another year and and we're talking about how that how that is uh, shaping up for him and i know many priests in our diocese here and i'm sure father probably knows many you know that are beyond the retirement and they don't have parishes anymore but they certainly help out and continue so being being that you know you're 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 seeing yourself called to actually continue to go into the actual being the 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 parish leader in your church so uh you know how how are you serving the people in in holy Rose? how have you kind of uh what does it mean to the people to to, to have you continue to be their their priest well they've been very supportive you know i mean mm-hmm. uh, they they know my age, and of course they'll come up. And, we hear you're retiring, you know. And I said, "Well, where'd you hear that from?" And uh, I said, "I'm, I'm not." <laughs> That's going great. To oh no, you can't retire yet. And, uh, um, keep on, you know, and stuff like that. And I said, well, "Keep me in your prayers, and you know, and we'll do it, you know." And uh, okay. I, I've been fortunate in the last few That's years too. The, the bishop has the bishop has assigned me an associate here. When I came, I spent four years here by myself, and this is a big parish, but uh, it always helps to have a few extra hands doing stuff, you know, and uh, right. I've, I've had, uh, I just, I have a new associate now, came in July, uh, just newly ordained, and he's on fire with the Spirit and everything, and, and he just, uh, mm. and it just kind of spurns me on to do do other things and keep on going too. So I'm mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunate give, there. So. Giving you a new, a bit of new life there, and I, I think at times too in our in our service as priests that even the the idea of putting the priesthood with the word retirement uh, is a bit of misleading because I think I think we know that we we never really retire as being priests. Uh, the, the whole point of the priesthood is to help as many souls as possible uh, on the path of salvation that, that they get to heaven and to keep souls out of hell. 
uh, on the negative side of, of of the whole idea. But we we help as many. You, ne- you never retire as a priest. You're you're always a priest. Yeah. Uh, and always you, a priest in you, a line. You, you never really get away from doing that. It's just, or what we actually do to facilitate helping saving souls might change at different points in life or different assignments. But uh, that so that's what I hear in you, Father, is that you you say you know I'm a priest. Um, priests do this work at different times. And um, do you have that sense as well that you're you're just called to continue to to serve our Lord wherever He leads you? I, I think so, yeah, and I know that when retirement does come one day, I, I will, I'll be there to help out on weekends and things like that to sure. other priests that need the time, which, which is it's just very important. So, uh, and so I'll, I'll just do as much as I can, as long as I can, I guess, you know. Yep, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and that's what yeah, I but, see. Oh. That's yep. what I see among uh, so many priests who are serving in very generous ways, that it's the gift of the priesthood uh, and the sharing of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Safe. Monsignor, you have you have a fundraiser coming up at Holy Rosary, is that right? On August we do. 11th? We have, uh, we, this is our 47th annual parish festival, and uh, um, it's, it's a big event with all kinds of uh, um, food booths and uh, all mm-hmm. kinds of uh, an auction, live auction, silent auction, uh, raffles, and uh, uh, old uh, white elephants, and, and just all kinds of fun. Usually it's on Sunday in our parish here. We begin with Mass outside, out in the street, and yep. uh, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, and then the festival itself opens at 11 and goes till 3, and... Um, it's it's always very nice, and yeah. uh, parish festivals. I don't think in our part of the country are. You always hear a lot about the parish dinners and things like that. Um, but parish festivals, I think, are kind of peculiar to oh, like I want to say Illinois, Ohio, and La- mm-hmm. I think every parish in those dioceses has a parish festival, and here. In our part of the country, we don't see them as much, but uh, it's it's really an event. I'll tell you, and it's, yeah. it's a good and that's on, our parish. Too. That's on Sunday. So, yep, Sunday, on August eleventh. August eleventh. Yeah. Yep. So, well, thanks so much for being with us, Monsignor. Uh, blessings in your continued service and and yes. whatever uh, the Christ that calls you. Thanks for being with us. Yes. You are. You're listening your, to real. Thanks for your radio ministry too. Yep, we appreciate that. Thank you, Monsignor. Keep praying for us. So you are listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Michael Goldsmith with Father Randall Kazel at St. Michael's Church here. And we're going to go over to Aaron to tell us what's going on uh, tomorrow. Thank you very or, much. I'm sorry, on Monday. You we are on Friday. You <laughs> so got Monday. it. I know. It's crazy how quick the week goes. So on Monday, we have Father Tim Smith and Thomas Escrow coming to you live from Sacred Heart Church in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Sister Mary Pieta from the Diocese of Fargo will give us her story about how she found her way from the Midwest to the Sisters of Life in New York. We'll also be praying for your intentions during Prayerfully Yours. Father Smith will be available for your questions during Straight Talk. Jan Federal will talk about the Taste of Goodness event coming up here. We'll have Dr. Matt Stanley to talk about finding peace during the stressful seasons of farm life, and Dr. Deborah Savage talking about the Gift of Masculinity Symposium coming up here, the Gift of Masculinity in the Home, the Church, and the World. All this right here on Real Presence Live. Right back to you guys. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. Uh, We're getting 
just a couple more minutes here, Father. We're all done for yes. the day. And it was a good morning. To, yes, I'm so blessed to be be here with you. Thank you so much yep. for being here this morning. And uh, you want to end with a prayer? Or yeah, anything? Well, let us let us pray. And we invite all of our listeners to open your hearts now to our good Lord who is loving us, wants to bless us, and give us the graces that we each need. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord be with you, and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local. Engaging. And live on the Real Presence Radio Network.